Hi, I'm Stuart Huff. At night, I'm a stand-up comedian, but during the day, I spend my time roaming through junk shops that hopefully smell like mildew. I'm not looking for antiques. No, I'm looking for items that spark my curiosity. And if they're the right price, then they come home with me. This podcast is accurately named Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. All right, welcome to another episode of Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities. Very excited about this episode. All right, I kind of am too. I hope it goes well. And if it doesn't, I'm just going to delete it. <laughs> if, so I guess if you just heard that, then it went well, right? I would say. There yeah. Is that science? Or, Is that or, how science works? Or good enough. <laughs> or someone messed up and I told them to delete it and they didn't. Who knows? So if a podcast is recorded in the woods, no one is there to hear it. Does it actually exist? That's Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I, my guests today are to my left where is Lowell Ramey. Hello, everybody. There's there's Lowell and Tom Simmons, who's taking a drink of coffee. This is the dream team, baby. I'll this is it. right here. <laughs> this I is don't want to. I don't want to take a crap on anybody else's mic skills. But you know what I'm saying. This We're is feeling the dream pretty team. triumphant right. after yes. yesterday. But when you you know when the goal is to bore a whole bunch of people, At we're once. the we're we're the people to do it. By Dude, God, Bevins can do it too. Bevins, Bevins can do it is too. Really, I, God, Peter, I Peter, get, get him in here. Peter, we needed Peter yesterday because we had a word we didn't even know what the hell the word meant, and Peter would have been ma- mocking us for not knowing what that seventeen-letter word meant. Right? <laughs> but, you know, it seems kind of weird to be doing it with just like a the like a core group and doing them all, and you, well, for not for you because you sit you're always on them. I'm always on them, but which maybe we should change that up. No, no. People tune in because your name's on it. I don't know about that. I don't know what the people have I've been doing this a long time, and no one's ever tuned in because my name's on it. Yeah. They're always like, God, look at that. He misspelled that. Um, let's launch right from there. Now, will we know what this is when you show it to us, or can I? we come up with things that we think it is? Uh, let's, yeah, let, me, let me go over here to my pile of junk in the hotel, which, by the way, you guys are going to have to help me load this up in my car. <laughs> We're in a I'm second. gone tonight as soon as you yeah, show Yeah, oh, you loser. Um <laughs> Let me pull something out and, and throw it on the table and see if, 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 we, if we know what it is. Okay. Do you what remember you where you got this one? Mm, there's several. We're going to pull out several. Okay. So. so the odds of me yelling coelacanth when you pull this out are not good, I presume. You might. I mean, you, you might know exactly what it is. You might know exactly what it is. <laughs> okay. He's going over to the, to the bark box or something wrapped in uh, orange bubble wrap. Let's start with this thing. Yes, it's what I'm describing as the Yeah, you want, to, you want to describe it, Tom? Here. I, it looks like a pocket knife. It like looks exactly like pocket. a pocket knife. It's got a very pretty shell on the, the, on the outside. It's definitely not uh, machine-made. You know, it's, it's a handmade tool. Looks like gauges. Is that wood or is that like a metal? Is I, it, I'm not marble? sure. Tortoise shell? It might be tortoise shell. It looks tortoise shell. And the you know and it's not uniform. You can see where they where they attach the the if it is a you know it's what am I trying to say the the bolts the the little things that they mm-hmm. attached it to they're not uniform. So they're like when you look at the one on this side and you flip it over they're not in the exact same spot. So it's handmade, obviously. It, it hand, it's a handmade item. Yeah. It's neat that it's a turtle shell and then you're getting ready to take something out of from within it. Ooh, that's 
That's it. There you yeah, go. There, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So it is a picture of pocket knife. What is that? Two inches. That's max? the perfect size. Like po- little. It's a good pocket, pocket knife. knife. You can hold it in the palm of your hand. You know, it's not tiny. It's not a nail thing. It's right. and it's it's kind of shaped like a like a boat. It's it's kind of it, it's small at one end and then it, it, it enlarges as you go out. Yeah. So uh, a pocket knife would probably be in the middle size of this all the way across. And this is, has like the bottom. It's like a, like the letter J almost. I was thinking, what letters? That what does that look like? What shape is that, Lowell? Or, uh, or a small B almost? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's see. If you held it like that, I'm trying to think of something that the we can describe this. And the number six looks like half a mandolin. <laughs> Half a mandolin. (laughs) Real small. Okay, I'll just tell you exactly what it looks. One end, the the end where, you know, if this was a pocket knife, where all the blades would be is kind of small. And then as you go down, it widens. Okay, so at the end is is at least double the size. the 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 right hand sides side of this is at least double, more than double the width of the of the the other end and there is a tortoise shell look to it uh which i think is really what pretty is it man it's not a knife it is uh, how did, what are you doing right now okay now we're pulling some stuff out oh that's cool how that opened are they gauges is that math stuff no all right we it's like three it looks like three rulers with three different sort of pickaxe sort of things sticking out of them so it, it it operates like a pocket knife. There are three arms that would be not if this was a pocket knife, it would have three knives in it, right? And you fold and they they collapse down into the tortoise shell casing. Right. And these, Lowell, what do you think these look like? The three arms are sticking up. When they have progressively wider, like arrow pointy almost. projections. They look that they are on. They kind of look like arrowheads. Oh. It kind of looks like a bar. Each each one is just a straight bar, and at the top of it has three. Well, they're all the same pointy looking, right. same width, so they're not gauges. I felt like they were. They looked like they oh, looked like goodness. little mini rulers, but they were just on sharp. Are they sharp? They're yeah. sharp. Yeah, be careful. Oh, these, yeah, this is for cutting something. Now we're getting uh, closer. So Holy Can cow. you take them out one at a time, or are they all... Yeah, you can take them out one at a time. So this, it, it's almost like a... Um, Did that cut you? No. Okay. Uh, what are those things called? The the, the little turny, the turny things where you can tighten things down? The um, Allen wrenches? Like oh, have, oh like yeah. One of these that has all the different size Allen wrenches in it or whatever? Yeah, it, 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 it operates... Three different cutting implements. Yeah, it operates like an Allen wrench kind of situation. It's, and it also has like a butterfly knife, a little bit feel to it. Like you could flip it open, you know, and, the, and there's like too much mm-hmm. stuff flopping around to really control. They're not that loose, though. They're, they should be. Hopefully, they're not that loose because I don't want them to break. I was thinking too of. Uh, it's a cutting I device. Think, is it? Because like my sister, my sister was a figure skater, right? And when mm-hmm. she was coming up, she had um, a thing sort of like this. That's also a hundred times bigger. But okay. it would fold open like that and have like a thing like that, right? And at the end of the arm, it would have a have a little blade like that, a little pointy thing. Huh. And then she could you center it, and then you spin it around, and so you make that initial perfect circle. Aha! Uh-huh. Mm. Figure and it, skating. Yes, and then she would, and then do figures, which was to go and try to stay on. Try that to stay circle. on the line. Wow! 
And so I, I, I think that that was for practice so that when, because in competition, you don't think you use the scribe or whatever it's called. And then you just go out hmm. there and make the circle, you know. So, but that's what this sort of, that's what the points sort of remind me of, of like having to, like laying it down for a circle. And Well, any other guesses? Um, clean, you could clean your fingernails. With that probably no, I don't know. Nail. It should be. I mean, it might need to be sharpened. But if you tried to clean your fingernails with that, it should cut your hand pretty bad. Okay, it's Maybe. sharp. It's pretty sharp as is. It's yeah. sharp. The, yeah. the tiny one is sharp. The other two aren't that sharp. It might be dull. I mean, they might be dull. But if you were going to actually use that, you would need to sharpen it. But yeah, that should tear your hand up. It, if if would, you tried to cut your fingernails with that, it would was mark it ice. It would carve. No, it no. Could, it, yeah, it could carve. Okay. Then I'm at a loss. Are we at a loss? I am. Glass cutting. Bloodletting. What? Oh, it's a bloodletting oh. tool. Man, that's fabulous. You Wait, cut, what does that even mean, you, really? You know, you uh, back in the day, balance the humors. You you have different humors in your body. That's what they believed. You go into the hospital, you got a problem. I do have different humors in my body. Well, you do, yeah. Two or three of them should not be ever right. let loose. <laughs> <laughs> the pun part. I, can we cut that out? With that? Is the, that will that work? These are bloodletting blades. Uh, you go into the you go into the doctor. You got a problem. They die, quote unquote diagnose you. They they oh you know depending on what size of a human you are and what vein they're going to open, then they pull out the correct blade, slice the vein, let out wow whatever amount of blood that they quote unquote prescribed, you know. And then they just and then they you can just close the vein. I, you know they put a tourniquet on it and all that oh, and, yeah, and yeah. try you know. And try to stop the bleeding and all that. They're, oh, okay, stop it now. Right. You know, and they try to stop the bleeding. Yeah, that's a bloodletting tool. <laughs> you start turning pasty white and faint. Right. And then, well, he's gotta, still. Uh, we got a couple bowls. We're good. Yeah, apparently he still feels bad. Take is, some more. Is, like, how long How long a time period was was bloodletting um, normal medical procedure? Long time. Much longer than we think. 3,000 years. And it doesn't work at all. Who? Weren't they trying? Well, weren't not, they trying not for that? You're sort of in the thing. medical field, not for that sort of thing. But we've talked about this before: using leeches, leeches. in modern science, and you know when you. When have to... we talked about this before? Did I miss that guy? It looks like a toothbrush almost. <laughs> it's another uh, one I have. This is a, yeah, this is shaped like a toothbrush, and it's uh, the okay. handle's kind of nice and smooth. It's old. And it's, it, I'm not sure what material this handle's made out of, but then it's got a metal, you know, uh, protrusion at the top, maybe an inch, inch and a half long, that is kind of, at the end, it's clearly, you know, if you sharpened it, that would be a sharp oh, yeah. blade. Yeah, like that looks more like something you'd see on a, like a, like you would think you would see on an early doctor's tray. Yes. This other one's portable. That other one in is like, you just yes, have yeah, like, sudden need to bloodletting. Right, you got like, your, your, pocket, been, your this, pocket bloodletting <laughs> device? What yeah. is that? Oh, the, but that might have been for a battlefield or something. It might have been, maybe. you know what I mean? Something along the, this this one I'm holding in my what, hand now. Bloodletting would be the cure you, on a battlefield. <laughs> but why, why would it be a cure for, <laughs> why would it be a cure for anything? Uh, he's bleeding to death. Oh Let's bled God. some blood out right. of him. He's screaming for his mommy. Cut open a vein. I'll guarantee you, it would not shock me one bit if there were bloodletting like on the battlefield. That's human behavior. Uh, Look leg, at that one. You bleed to death from your leg. Let's cut your arm. Right. We cut off his arm. Now he says he's in pain. Let's take some blood. <laughs> <laughs> 
You want to oh. <laughs> I love that I immediately was like, yeah, that sounds like a good explanation. And Lowell's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, do do we neat. know that blood, I associate bloodletting with like Europe and the United States, you know. George but, Washington died from yeah. it. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you mean he died from it? Yeah. Wait, wait, I want to talk about this bloodletting thing. I mean, it's a term I know, but I don't really know much about it. Was so. there bloodletting in the ancient world? Were they as... 3,000 years is the number I have. Okay. That they, That's where they started bloodletting. So about 3,000 years humans did it. What kind of things was it used for most? Like I, colds and flus? Headaches. And headaches? Uh, you know, and I mean, someone would probably... More, I'm, I'm a, I just took a BC powder that was right. hard enough to take down. I'm not bleeding myself out. It, it, it was a very, very popular cure-all for oh, some. They, oh. Here's what they believed at the time. There were four humors is what they called them, right, Lowell? Four yes, humors in your body. What Do we know bile? What was – do you remember them? They're, they named them, okay? And what they believed is if there was something wrong with you, they were off balance, you know, so you had too much of something or, or not enough of something. Else, so they would bleed you to, to balance the humors. Up. That's not terrible logic. It, well, here, let me throw this out there. You want to, this is fascinating. And I read this in one book and I, and I have not read it anywhere else, but it makes perfect sense to me. The reason it started was this one hi history thing that I read was they saw women feeling horrible and then they oh, would bleed yeah. and then they felt better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean in an odd way you know it's observational well before you have the germ theory of medicine sure you know nothing You're at all casting about in the dark so well like, but mm. they also sort of recognized weirdly that how important blood is to the overall health and so apparently yeah they i mean they were you know there was you know what I mean? You, we can make fun of them. We can say, but how different would we have been if we go back three thousand years? So know? how did George well, Washington die of, of our it? Did they now? just he just couldn't stop? Oh bleeding? yeah, in in a thousand years from now, they're going to mock us, and you know yeah. they're going to be. Oh, you believe they did this? This is barbaric. Do you do you this. know? Do you remember the story of how George died? I'll, do you do you know the, at any detail? I know he was already very sick. He was very they sick. Just kept, they bloodlet, and he didn't get better. Well. Better do some more bloodletting. Yeah. So at some point you become totally anemic and you're not carrying enough oxygen to support your body. Oh yes. He That's went in. Point. He was sick. They took some blood. He didn't get better. Yeah, they better took do some more, more blood. blood didn't get better. I think they did it three times. Remember something, something like, that. like that. They kept taking blood until he just died. Right. So, but they 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 still in a way and then they tried. Said, well, I, I remember. Was... Does this have anything to do with bloodletting? The ment. Like, I, I have a recollection of. Whatever, maybe it was in the '90s when they were when people had AIDS, they would try to remove all of their blood and then replace it with another with other blood. It was it supposedly Keith Richards had that done. Yeah, is that a thing people do? Right, I, transfusions. Like do you that? know about this? There's a, any number. Of they would take the blood and, or, or they would take the blood and, and sort of. I can't remember if they were boiling it. What they were trying to do to 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 manipulate the blood before they put it back in so that's basically getting there's, rid of the blood and uh, i'm not a doctor but there's lots of different things where transfusions are, are called for and not where there's something that you have leukemia so is that in a way bloodletting and then refilling it but, but you're instead of just letting it you're also putting more in uh probably something like leukemia of course is you're producing the stuff in your bone marrow where right. your blood's produced but yeah i don't know i don't know enough about it tom that's interesting. Huh. I know people have used it 
inappropriately thinking that it would like revitalize them or but if it didn't work on some level would would it stick around for 3,000 years? Well, that's another thing that we can discuss that's funny to me and interesting and fascinating. I, I do not remember this, the person's name, and I'm kicking myself for this, but there was an NPR uh, story that fascinated me. I think it was a year or two ago where there was a guy, a scientist, a, a doctor, who did research and proved that bloodletting doesn't work. And he published this, and he had to flee for his life. <laughs> he had to run. Threaten the whole like, industry. Yeah, you threaten the entire. This is, we've been doing this for thousands, and, and he was ridiculed. I think they took his, his uh, whatever his, do, his uh, medical, medical thing, license, license. away. Oh. Yeah, his license away. And all, it was on NPR. It was a fascinating story. And then I actually went and looked it up and read more about this. It was about two years ago. I don't remember his name. But it was crazy what he had to do. I think he left the country, went to, I mean, it was nuts. His name was, you know, because and he challenged. We do things now that have no efficacy, no, no purpose whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And we continue, we cling to them. We do circumcisions. Yeah. No reason for a circumcision. Mm-hmm. Unless you, you have, have a medical condition. I mean, otherwise, that's there to protect those glands. That's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. We take out a, we've taken out appendices and tonsils for generations. Yeah, I think that... Just because we're like, oh, they don't serve much purpose. Let's take... Oh, no. Turns out they actually <laughs> have a purpose. They have we a just pur- didn't know what they were. So yeah. just take it out. It's, all right. it's interesting. We're in there anyway. But it was... Out. It's either take it out or die. And then well, we're like, that's okay... that's a different thing. That, if, you, if your appendix burst or you have a problem with your appendix, but a lot of times if they were doing something else in the region, like... When I was a child, <laughs> it's like when they're working yeah. on when they're replacing your timing belt. They're like, "Let's get the water pump while we're in here." <laughs> I, yeah. I was hospitalized when I, I was it. six years old for asthma. Pretty sick little kid. And while I'm there, they're like, "Yeah, we'll just take his tonsils and that," which had nothing to do with my condition. It's like, "Hey, six. We're gonna have to take him out some point anyway in his life." Yeah, go ahead. We're gonna take those. Isn't and they that, did because every kid that age got them taken out. That now, but let me let I me throw not. this out there: Is this? Am I nuts? Am I crazy? And uh, to think that yes. it's kind of neat. <laughs> it's kind of neat to me that I heard that. You did? Oh, you're not wearing headphones. I thought that was just me and Lowell that could hear that. It's kind of neat to me that uh, an animal, a homo sapien, right, an animal would say, yeah, let's, you know what, let's cut that. Let's get some blood out. You know, or let's take, oh, what's this? I don't think we need it. How would you not know you need to know? Her? I mean, how would, how, why in the world would, a, would an animal look inside of another animal's body and go, they, I don't think they need this, and just cut it out? And that's, I love the whole, do you know what I mean? Am I expressing right. myself Oh, you well mean enough? the science of somebody that would be like, let's see if this, if it can work without yeah, this. Yeah, let's mess with this. I mean, if you, if you go out with a bicycle and you said, what would I, what would I do if I built a, a larger handlebars? Could I do that? You know, that, but that, and that's neat to me. Right. That you, like the first bicycle had that giant wheel up front and that little bitty one in the back. God, it makes me so happy <laughs> that someone would look and go, well, I don't know much about this, but obviously this front tire is going to have to be fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just to get the back one is BS. We don't need, well, I'll use a Frisbee for the back one, but right. the front one is where all the action happens. I love the human mind when it goes, let's cut someone open and mess and, and just. 
No respect, no nothing. You know, I mean, we say, oh, we have sanctity for the human, but really we want to get in there and mess with you. We just want to look at stuff. Yeah, we want to tinker. We want to, and I, I like that about it. Well, we act as if we have knowledge where, in fact, we have ignorance. And that so we look is at, when it gets into trouble. Yeah, so we look at an appendix and we say, we can't see any use for that. <laughs> so maybe we've evolved past it being useful. It's not used for anything. We've never witnessed it doing anything. Fuck it. Take it out. Take it out. And then decades later, somebody says, oh, oh, here's what it does. Here's the function of that. It really isn't something that's extant and, and should be going away from Because we haven't revolution. discovered or discovered or we haven't learned over time our connection to how everything is connected and interdependent and all that stuff. So we haven't even considered that, really. They discovered a new so, organ in the human body. In the last, what, two years? What? A new organ in the human body. I don't need it. Because when you... <laughs> <laughs> Tom doesn't need it. I don't it. need it. He's already got puns and physicality <laughs> and act I out. Need, I don't need more humor. I don't need another humor. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, they discovered a new and organ? I wish I knew more about this. I read the article and it, it hasn't stuck with me. But it is, it's something I did along not the know lines this. of your... Am I missing it? Is that yeah. the reason I... <laughs> no, you haven't. Everyone has it. It's microscopic and it's like... The analogy would be like your nerve endings because it goes throughout your entire body. Like your skin's an organ. Mm -hmm. This is something like that. It underlies the skin, but it's microscopic. And it's a little series of hydraulic pump things that, and, and tubes that can't be seen by dissecting unless you're looking under a microscope. Fantastic. Nobody knew they were even looking for it. And Fantastic. They happened upon it. It's like, holy shit, we have another organ. Is this where goosebumps come from? Oh, yes. That's amazing. That's incredible. It was. It was Why incredible. would you think that? Why would I think it's incredible? No, that that like why would you think is this where goosebumps come from? Because that's, he said it's a hydraulic pump, and I pictured <laughs> I pictured all a, a microscopic describing pumps it poorly just, some doctors just dying going woo right and, and pushing a goosebump up. It's right underneath it's the skin. It's about moving fluids. Watch it. Watch it. They're going to name it the goosebump. No, no there you thing. go. You're and then I, Tom's going to owe me seven dollars. <laughs> Yeah, That's I was fascinated, so and I wish I, I, I'm sure I can find the article again, but it, it, it was fascinating. Like, holy crap, new organ. You just you discover a new organ. The thing we're most intimate with in our whole world, and we don't even know everything about it. Well, we're still fixated with one or two areas. <laughs> we, haven't really, we haven't really looked into the body that yes. well yet. Yes. We know everything about the penis and the vagina. Well, obviously not, because we're talking about circumcision to get into this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're, you know, we don't, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did we already cover this in an episode? But did you, your boy, is he mm. circumcised or not no. circumcised? Mm -mm. Okay. Your That's boy? mutilation. That is mutilation. Mm -hmm. Pure and simple. And, and so it's so done it's, for it's, a there's, there's reasons, right? It's like, yeah, it is. No, they made up bullshit reasons. Oh, it's hygiene. Mm -hmm. Well, if you pull the foreskin back and clean, you're fine. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it would, it's the analogy would be uh, cutting off women's labia for aesthetic purposes. And in the 90s, Labaectomies, big deal for mm. cosmetic purposes. Because Cos as women grow older, their labia enlarge. Mm -hmm. So women were going in and having their labia trimmed. What? Yeah, that was a big deal in the 90s. Oh, laser vaginal rejuvenation. That was a thing, too. I think that's probably... That was, Kostaki used to have a bit about that. Yeah, I remember his bit about that. <laughs> and Kostaki used to carry a folded-up <laughs> ad in his back pocket in an envelope. Yes. And he Kostaki Kononopoulos is a great comedian that you should, you should check out if you see. But he used to crack me up. I love the guy. And he would get to the bit about vaginal rejuvenation or whatever. And he... And he 
Kostaki is has a very written Seinfeld esque type of delivery, you know. And he would reach into his back pocket to to show you where the where he came up with his bit, and he had it in an envelope, and it would not shock me if it was if it was labeled, you know. Right. And he would open it gently and pull out this article and unfold it, and the entire time I was like, he doesn't know how him this is. <laughs> he doesn't know this right. is great. I mean. You know, most comics would have lost that article a long time ago, or had it laminated. Just something. He's got it. He's got it Tom's nicely folded, or like, or written two lines like, "Hey, they're doing laser." I read somewhere. I read somewhere. Like, Look, this is where I read it. I'm just. Uh, he's my friend, so I'm making fun of. Making sure, fun he's taking the shots. But I love, and it, it to me, it added a lot to the bit because, yeah, you're looking at him with a big smile. You're like, "This is so you." You know what I mean? He's like, "It's so." That's yeah, so funny. It's so great. Then you start wondering where we put our efforts for that. I mean, we bleach our assholes. That I, we. Yeah. Bleak and that is just assholes. We to me, I'm like for erections. Don't we have enough we white assholes in this country? Boom! Damn! Whoa! Thank you for listening to this podcast, oh. everybody. That's been Tom Simmons with the <laughs> the greatest joke. That was awesome. I like that, and I like. And I, let me paint the picture to the listener right here. Tom is laying back. He's not even leaning up. He's completely. Uh, laying back on this couch in my hotel room, he's yes. got one arm behind his head. He's complete. He couldn't be more relaxed if he wasn't circumcised. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's just—he's so relaxed. He's got his glasses uh, on top of his head there, and he's got the headphones on, and he's just zinging them. He's just leaning back. And aren't there enough white it. assholes in this? Guy? Nice. Yeah, it's so wonderful. The bleaching the asshole thing just—what's unhealthy? It's a bad. What I don't mean idea. it's unhealthy. I don't see how it could be healthy. I, what? You what? Know, how can why it, would you need to be proven that it's unhealthy? That is a very delicate, as we all know, area, and bleaching it. It wasn't intended to take, take the bleach. It can do damage. Why would what, it? What's? You've got a lot of nerve endings down there, man. Oh, you do. And your skin's pretty thin. Okay. It's but not look, a good idea. Why did you have one scheduled? No, no, no. I just I I'm I'm trying to stand up for the I'm trying to stand up for the Canceling bleachers. It now. You're standing up for the bleachers. <laughs> the bleachers. All right. Well, you can forget standing up. I don't. So your I, asshole looks is younger. there any place at all on your body that bleach would not be potentially not harmful? I would think not. Oh yeah. I mean, just I don't take baths in, in uh, what and water and bleach sometimes. What? I know it's crazy. It sounds so what? stupid. We have to hear is, more. Is this because of guilt? No, 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 no. I was a big fan of Michael Jackson at the time. And I was like, ah, oh, there's too much Lebanese in me. Let me get rid of it. No, I... Uh, <laughs> I'll never make it. Lebanese now, look, I've turned myself into a more white man. Like, that was the total opposite of what, should have, what I should have been thinking. I should have been getting some more Lebanese in my skin. But anyway, uh, I was a landscaper. Right, so I had a landscape business with when I was eighteen, whatever. So was it called Simmons Trimmins? Uh, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to do it. It <laughs> popped in my head. We can edit it, but I had to do it. <laughs> um, and uh, it's crazy. I don't remember the name of it. It was I did it with me and my dad had it. So anyway, and I, it uh, failed really. N- well, I started becoming a comedian, so it it became more his on him. Oh, and. I love my dad, but he's he's more of the the uh, stand around, make phone calls side of the business mm-hmm. than the pushing the lawnmower and weed eater side of the business. You know what I'm saying? So right. uh, he, he he it was fine. It we it, what happened was his business got stolen out of his driveway one time. Like 
They trucks, the lawnmowers. And the truck, the trailer, the somebody. He he's sitting there drinking his coffee, and and wow, they, somebody hopped in his okay. truck and drove it right out of the neighborhood. Anyway, I see now. Okay, I get it now. So, so then, after you stole that, you bleached your fingerprints right, off right, in the bathroom. Exactly. Exactly. I got you. All no, right. no, no. But I used to get uh, uh, poison ivy really bad. Mm. Uh, okay. And calamine doesn't work, and you know, so it would be. I would. Somebody told me. An old Southern woman told me. <laughs> If you, no, if you if you never listen if you take if you women. put if you put water and bleach on it it'll dry them out and it, it won't spread and so I would pour a good amount of bleach into a bathtub and then uh, break them open with like a with one of those break them open one of those like screen green scrubby sponges oh, mm. wow. and then I'd because be because I'm really allergic and I didn't realize that no everybody wasn't like that so I would and then I'd get in there and Sitting it for a little bit. Did it, it hurt? Like, yeah, it burned like shit for a little bit. But, <laughs> God. But then it... It's, so all of a sudden being a comedian looked better than this? Really? Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't scar up my legs and arms and stuff. Bloodletting doesn't sound so bad. Oh, right. oh here, let me, I, you <laughs> right. should have called me. We could have cut him off. <laughs> really? like, we let I'm, some blood out. I'm like, why would idiots do that? Bloodletting. And I'm like, <laughs> blood some one lady told me, climb in a tub with bleach. That'll be some, good for some old way. Some old woman... Stepped out of some bushes and went, hey, boy, <laughs> you want to know how to get rid of that? <laughs> Come with me. <laughs> That's basically, so I believe, and it, it worked a couple times, and then it stopped, you know, there's just too much, and then I, I realized I should go to a doctor. And How I'm long allergic. did it take you to get, this is just like bloodletting. How I long know. did it take you to where you're like, I should go, to the, this, some of this is turning really red and bloody and greenish. And that old woman the first, is the first, freezing to come over to now. Honest, to, be, to be honest, the first couple years that I got it. Couple years? You Really? You took baths in bleach for a few years? Well, I didn't get it all the time. You know okay, saying? every but, Thursday. It was right. episodic. Yes, I would, because you can, when you first get it, right, it's a little, it's a little patch. Okay. So I would break it open and then just use a sponge with bleach. I'm not getting in the tub now. Well, yeah, you, know you don't want to go crazy. Just yeah. put some bleach directly into the right. open wound yes. but the last f- three or four or five times i've got i haven't done the bleach thing because it was like that's too far because i've realized oh i'm really allergic i need to get to a doctor and yeah, you need a cortisone shot yeah i'll get point, the cortisone right? shot and the and the, you know so then you so, go to the doctor and they put bleach into it right, gotcha. exactly <laughs> they just eject the bleach right into my you know what i'm saying all right let me pull something oh. else up here. here we go you thought that was gonna have a better ending that story <laughs> no that was that's as on point as it gets. Yeah, that's as on point as it gets. We uh, are talking about a, a quote-unquote medical procedure that had no value whatsoever, and you're pouring bleach on your <laughs> on your open wounds. Yeah, it's great. Well, it would because it's the but part your of the way asshole probably looks really young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's yeah, like so, a baby's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was forgot how we got on me bleaching <laughs> bleached like, assholes. Yes. Yeah. So I was basically the first bleached asshole. If you want to ask a lot of people, I was laying well, in a tub bleached. You are a trendsetter. I am, by the way, for pouring bleach on assholes. <laughs> right, but not bleaching an asshole. You know. <laughs> So that's obviously you know, you're doing it for some the people that are going to be viewing your asshole. Exactly. Here's what. How many it, people are looking at your assholes? It depends on who you are, and you know what I mean. What your proclivities are. So. Yeah, but my opinion is this: what causes someone to do that? Because someone cool did it. That's what causes someone to do it. They read about it in a magazine and Angela Jolie or whoever it was. It was a trendy, and someone that they respected is bleaching their asshole, so then they went, oh, I'm going to do that too, you know? Maybe it's what Lowell's That's, talking about. It's a super sensitive place with a lot of 
with a, with a lot of nerve endings yeah. and all that. And they're like, and you know what? I want this skin. to be attractive because that's what I'm into. I'm into no. that being the place that. No, because I don't. I don't. I would just. I would argue against that because of this. They didn't do it for a long. I mean, this is a fairly new. They weren't bleaching assholes. They weren't even. They, they weren't, weren't even trimming. Ass they back weren't. Then. Yeah, they weren't trimming pubic hair right. in the seventies. I mean, they, it's all. You know, just. When I was a kid, we didn't eat ass. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted your salad tossed, you did something else. You went to the garden. Right? There you go. All right. Holy I have cow. a wooden box, uh, and this is fascinating. If Tom doesn't like this, then I'm going to ignore him for the rest of the time. All right, where'd you find this? All right. This was in uh, Pennsylvania, at right at the, the very northern part of Pennsylvania, there is a junk shop, and I might have mentioned it on this show before. I'm not sure, but there is a guy in this junk shop. It's one of those junk shops on the Erie like, side or the Buffalo or the other side. Uh, the other side. Okay. And it's uh, it, it, it's what am I trying to say? Uh, it's one of those junk shops that has like uh, different booths, different sections. It's not one one person's the entire store. So there's one. It's a mini flea market. Yeah, kind of, but it's an old house, is what it is, with just different sections of junk, you know, and down. In uh, kind of like the basement area, there's a guy whose family was, they were doctors for generations. He has the their degrees hanging up on his thing, you know what I mean? And he's selling all their stuff, you know? And it's, I mean, he, I think I mentioned on the show, I'm not sure, he's got a monkey skeleton that I've been trying, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get forever. Huh? Okay. So this is a box that I have here. That's a syringe. I was going to say, it either is this looks, feels like either an ancient syringe or like a slide whistly thing. Does this come yeah. out? It's, I don't know. I don't think. I think. It turned like this yeah. top sort of. I'm not sure a, about that. The top, that it's, it looks like a. Like it does. A, it on screws and comes Almost down. like a big yeah. shotgun. Can you pull? Yeah. It looks like a brass hypodermic. Right. Yeah. And the, it's this real top pretty. Of, looks like you'd blow like uh, bubbles through. This came undone. Yeah. If yeah. you unscrew it. Yeah, so it's a it's a copper syringe. I'm not sure if it's copper, but it looks copper, you know. Now all these, and then okay, this box that I have, Tom's got the syringe over there. This box that I have has six sections in it. Um, it's it's a pretty old box. I don't see how this would work. It doesn't unless they're unless this is to hold on, and then you just pull the whole thing up. Like well, it, this part, the part that, that's sort the, of the syringe part, and it would be suction, pull. right? But you could unscrew it and pull out and suck out, oh, okay. right? But I think this these are blood cups. What do you mean? These this is what you would put blood in after you after the bloodletting. They would go into these little like like this, you know. Well, these don't seem very efficient. They look like the bottoms efficient? are efficient. Like... We're chopping veins. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Well, efficient? the bottoms are like light bulbs. They're gonna but they're they not attached to something. I think. I'm not sure exactly how this okay. works, but this there's several of these jars. It in just here. seems like there's a lot of room for spillage. They look like little. They look like little uh, wine glasses almost. Yeah. Do, don't, without bottoms. Don't, that, that metal piece that fell off, Tom. So these aren't for creating like suction on your skin. It might, it, but see that one's different than this one. So right. it might be sizes for different. Uh, yeah, it might be, and that, and it might be. But that, there's no. They're doing a lot of cupping now. That's back in. Is this the one? Blood medically. Is this the one that killed George Washington? Okay. Where they cup your skin. That's the one Washington. George Washington's DNA is all over that. So (laughs) lick it, Tom. (laughs) Um, Lick it. 
this is what did you find that little metal piece? No, that's why I'm on the floor. It's we'll find it. We'll find it. I'll be under the couch. So there's little, okay, this box had six sections in it, and five of the sections have these little glass. They're kind of delicate looking. I kind of like them. They're pretty. I don't know why. They remind me of oh, tulips. Sh- crap, I think I just cracked this one. Did you? No. Okay. Right when you said they were delicate, I thought I'd freak you out. They, uh, they kind of look like tulips. They're kind of little glass cups, and they're, Lowell was saying you... I think they're for cupping. How do you do cupping? Well, but there'd have to be some way to get the air... That's the reason I thought they were for holding the blood, because there's no way. If you could attach this syringe, and then, you, right? Yeah. But you can't. Well, is there anything? That, there's nothing different. else that came that, that fits the syringe? No, I, there's nothing else in there. Yeah, I feel like, like they're almost like... Extract there could have been something missing, of course. I feel you know like this is like something you would put over. It's almost like a, like a cake topper, but taller. Hey, 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 hey. Ah, Lowell figured it out. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. Lowell it, just figured out how to there's smoke holes out of it. In the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a bonk. There's bonker. a tiny hole in there. There's so tell a us tiny hole in them. So this is used to extract the air after you've cupped this on here. Now, so what it is, becomes a suction. What tell do you us mean what you vacuum. You're exactly. creating a vacuum. Okay. And then you put this cap back on to maintain the vacuum. And uh-huh. now they're doing cupping. You, it became, you saw it in the Olympics. That Who's the swimmer? The guy that did? Leganus? No, not the diver. The the guy recently. Phelps. Phelps, Michael Phelps. Phelps. He was doing this, this cupping. He'd have these big, round, bruised-looking things all over his shoulders. And he said it helped rejuvenate the tissue and the muscles wow. between swim, swims. So it became immensely popular with athletes. Huh. And if you've ever done it, it does nothing for me except it, it's uncomfortable. When I, so you take this little glass jar-looking thing. The point where you have the injury. Okay, and, and you suck the air out of it and put that lid back on it and leave it set for a while. And it does; it will draw blood to it the brings site. Drug, brings blood to the surface, right? And then you can take these other instruments I have and squeeze. And, and squ- or is it just well, cupping? No, no, you're just cupping. That's a separate. This is just, a separate kind of. So he's trying procedure. to get the blood to that area yes. so that the blood it's does its work always. to heal. All the blood is doing gotcha. the healing. That's gotcha. why you use heat on something is gotcha. to bring blood to the area and open up the that blood That is vessels. fascinating. Yeah, now, so this how is would this syringe, in, you, would, you, that, you would pull the air out yeah. like that? Boom. And then I don't know why this right. doesn't I go up and down. But It's obviously missing something. Yeah, there. there's some, something's not wholly there. But yeah, you suck there. I knew as soon as I saw them, they look almost like modern cupping devices. That's awesome. I so, like how that. old is this? Because it looks old. I do not know, but I, this is the reason. This little baby right here is the thing that. Is that why you bought it? This is the reason I wanted this. The cupping things, I didn't really know what they did, and they're pretty oh, and they're neat. The blades come out of that, do they? Oh, yeah. it looks like a tiny music box. Yeah, with, with blades. blades. Wow. There's a horror. I was going right to say this. Yes. Yeah. It's very neat. Let's see if we can. I want that's cool. I wanted to say something earlier when you were talking about bloodletting and going into bodies and getting stuff out of them, and mm-hmm. so that's sort of to what how you to would say. Like if a kid is if a kid is curious like that and wants to see, oh, can a squirrel live without his appendix? You know what I'm saying? Like that's how we look out for serial killers, mm-hmm. right? But how what right. how it's how do we know he's going to be a serial killer, not Da Vinci? Yeah, I guess you have to wait to the end. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, was. I got to remember how to do this. That thing looks vicious. I mean, we're talking about a one and a half by one and a half inch 
cube. Yes, it does look like. And is that is that brass? Holy! The blades cow. just come up, kind of. That is kind of cool. Oh. It looks like a miniature, uh, like torture device. It, it does. really does. Isn't it neat? Can you see the top, Tom? Yeah, and the blade. But kinda, they don't come out very far. Just no, enough, just to, enough to, to cause you to bleed. Yeah, just just yeah, enough to slice up your neck. You know what it made me think of? It's like it's like there's like eight blades coming up, right? Maybe ten. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Okay, and okay. now we're and back c- to your earlier thing. What if you did that slice and then put one of these cups over it? That would, if, and then well, you would suck blood. You could suck blood, right? I've never. And heard then that, this has me thinking. Wow, the fact wait, that they're packed together suggests the way all the not little blades are packed together when mm-hmm. you pull that out. This sort of reminds me of don't they when they are testing you for allergies? They do something like this where they and it's like like ten pricks at once into I you. Think so. I think so. And then they so. wait to see what reacts. Yeah. I, I've never had that done. Or right. like I the finger so. prick when they the little machine that they put on there to do a finger prick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so let me let me describe this, this thing. Would get a lot of this is a one inch by one inch box. It's a, a box, and it's it's got some weight to it. It's not light. I mean, it's heavy uh, for that for wow. the size it is. It's it's heavier than you think it would. Would be. it cut my fingers if you yeah. opened it with oh, my yeah. hand or something? Yeah, it would cut your fingers. Do we have a piece of paper or anything? We can- 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 blades in it. And you, it's, got a hand, it's got a handle on one side. You can lock it right here. It's got a turn that you can lock the blades. And you unlock them, and then you pull. It almost looks like the trigger of a gun, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. looks like the trigger, trigger of a gun, and you pull it. And these, these blades, they don't come out far, like Lowell said. They're... A centimeter, two centimeters? Maybe, yeah. I mean, you can clearly see them, but it's a couple centimeters. But it just looks horror movie to me. Oh, yeah. And you would cut the hell out of yourself with this. I mean, you. but I can imagine, you know, you go in for a bloodletting and uh, and they just quickly. They probably well, be a real quick slice. Real quick. So, yeah. And, and, they, and I'm sure doctors, like, used it. They were good at it. You know, they knew how to. It's like when you, you take your. You take a child in to get a shot, and the the nurses are just really good at, hey, how are you? Boom, done. Right. You know? There's some wear on it, too. Yeah. I like that. I do, too. It's neat. It's been used. It's been used. It's been well used. It's got wear on it. This is just a super neat thing. They're like little circular saw. Mm -hmm. They look like like a – it looks like a – it looks like a – Little miniature toy version of if, like, when you pull that thing, if sixteen little miniature circular saws popped up, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like the top of a yep, circular exactly. saw table. That's, yep. that's a great description. And then they, that's that's a if lot you, of cuts. This, yeah, that's a lot of cuts. I mean, if you let's give it to Lowell. If you um, did, you ever look that up and see what the what its purpose was? I looked. Yeah, I mean, I looked that up. I didn't look the cups up. I don't know why. I think I was so fascinated with that that I was like, what. You know, I want to know what this thing is. And I read about that, and it was doctors would carry them in their pockets. And it's just a cutting device. A, a very, you know, I mean, the thing's going to cut you. It's not going to be like some of these tools, the earlier ones, you would try to cut and have to try to cut again and again. This thing is guaranteed. But it seems a very imprecise. I mean, it's a very precise 16 blades. But, I mean, when would you need six to cut somebody I don't know, 16 but- times at once? I, well, first of all, you don't need to bloodlet at all. But second of all, like, I don't know. Like the, 
if you like what he's talking about, if this whole thing is connected, which would make sense that it is. Yep, even the smallest cup fits over those 16 cuts. So you would cut the skin, 16 tiny cuts, put the cup over the cut, take the syringe, remove the air. Well, and draw blood. And draw blood. Right, and draw blood up into it. You could so, and yeah. you just leave it set. I mean, it's essentially the exact same thing as modern cupping, except they don't break the skin to do it. Well, if the blood rose up into this, where would the blood go? I mean, it's well, like when you're done. You would pull it off, and, and then have the to blood clean it up, I presume. Okay, and then all the you, blood know, you just... do it over a bowl. You always see those old pictures uh, of bloodletting. Yeah. It's over which a bowl. is yeah. I okay. you know one of the that's one thing I would like to add to my bloodletting collection <laughs> is a cutting bowl, and I. I've seen a few, but they're too pricey. Wouldn't they find over time that it spread disease instead of prevented disease? This is, you know what I mean? This is before the germ uh, theory of medicine. Yeah, I mean, you would think... Maybe people are still dying of freaking scurvy in the West when in China they'd figured out you know, fifteen hundred years before, you know what you need there. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you need, need some fresh food. You need need some peas or some citrus. Yeah, it's and we're still we were still dying. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, we're we weren't clean. There was a school shooting yesterday, and they're going to be talking about should we arm teachers? I mean, it's just you know, this is the way humans behave. It's like this clearly isn't working, but we don't think that way. We just this is what we do. I'm a doctor. You right. wake up and someone comes in. They're sick. Well, here's what I've been trained to do. I, you know, I take my I take my inch by inch copper device and make 16 cuts on them, <laughs> and I, I put my little glass coupling thing on them, and I suck out the air, and then I I bleed them out, and then let them go home. It's amazing that we do and that. I hate it we... when they come because they never pay. Uh-huh. I hate <laughs> well, it. It's so weird that we would do that because that for all that time, just just do it because everybody does it, and there's no well, that's proof the, that it works. Like it's, it just seems. Well, we have, I guess we, we have, do that all the time, but it just we seems we do it moronic. all the time. There, there was a longitudinal study done on uh, patients who had lung cancer, and chemotherapy is is horrid. I mean, chemotherapy is meant to kill the cancer, but it brings the patient near death too. So, people who went through the full course of chemo, and people who chose not to have chemo, had a difference in lifespan of two weeks. So for mm. all the hell and pain and misery that chemo caused the people that were fighting and using chemo, they got two more weeks out of life. Aren't there right. people that their cancer gets put into remission with chemo, and they're, and then they're, or is that a different technology it, it now? It depends on what kind of cancer you're talking about. This was a particular, and I'm not a doctor, so this was a particular kind of lung cancer that is fatal, apparently. Or either, you know, these people all had to be at stage four when they were, entered the study. Right. So they were terminal patients. So chemo does put people in remission for some kinds of cancers. This was not one of those kind of cancers. But it could, you know, a lot of times it's done for palliative reasons, just to make you more comfortable or, or to hopefully to elongate life. That's the reason most people do chemo. In this instance, no benefit. Still right. done. We had to fight. My, my mother had uh, cancer and was in a horrible physical state. And a oncologist suggested chemo, a million-dollar treatment of chemo, on a woman who had myoclonus, so couldn't use her hands, who had had a, a toxic brain injury, so lived Groundhog Day every day. 
And so we appealed to a panel of his peers, which is always your right to do. Three oncologists will review, and they all looked at her medical records, looked at her, and said, who would do chemo on her? This hmm. guy just lost a million dollar and you And that's probably the reason you protocol. wanted to do it. it. That, and that's their only tool. If you're an oncologist, that is, I, I don't want to ascribe to him Evil. bad intent. Right, right, right. But so, he was bloodletting, in a new, is what uh, you're saying. Essentially, there would have been no benefit to her whatsoever, but that is his tool. You go to an oncologist, that's what they have. They have chemo. So that's what they're going to prescribe. That's what they're going to do. Chemo. So instead of draining people of blood, now we drain their bank accounts. Uh, <laughs> that, yes. That's, that's another issue. But I yes. like it. I like it. But now, I don't know that much about it, but now bloodletting on a different level is sometimes useful, right? When you have like microsurgery reattached limbs or particularly like fingers mm-hmm. or hands, they use medically sterile leeches. It's better than any kind of implement that we can come up with. Yeah. So there's leech farmers who make medical grade grow medical grade leeches. That's and neat. in your modern hospitals, neat? we walk in with forceps and a bag of these medical leeches, and they attach them to your fingers. And you've got the, you know, your fingers are swelling and tissue damage. So we haven't swelling. always been dumb. Like that when people no, have been putting leeches, leeches on to work. Leeches works. Leeches work. We just put too much hope sometimes, you think, in something that has you benefits? Know, this is the way I think of it, and, and I'm open to uh, and welcome anybody telling me I'm, I'm absolutely wrong. This is the way I think of it is we we're curious little animals you know and we also like to categorize and we like to fix problems you know whether it's uh how do you stop rain from falling directly off the roof onto your head you know well let's invent a gutter you know we like inventing and fixing and all that stuff so we we look at the human body and maybe if that's the reason if we saw women feeling bad and then they 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 bled and then we went whoa wait a minute you know, may, may, if that's where we came up with it, then that does not, that's not insane. Right. That's observational. Right. And then you say, well, there was no evidence at all. It depends. What do you call evidence? If you had a headache and you went in and they let out some blood and then a couple of hours later, you're like, you know, I feel better. Well, your headache just went away, but they attributed it to it worked. Right. You know, it didn't. Your headache just went away. It might but, have, because isn't it about thinning the blood a little bit? It also might have been like, and... well, I don't have my headache anymore, but damn, I feel dizzy. Right. You know? Or my arm really hurts now, and I can't move my left leg, but I don't have a headache. And <laughs> right. they go, well, put that up. Check that as success. <laughs> you know? I mean, if you have, if you have, uh, take 100 patients with the same thing, right, the same problem, and your solution, your cure is to hit every one of them in the head with a baseball bat, more than likely, a certain percentage of them are just going to get better anyway, so you're going to call that a success. You see what I'm trying to say? Yes. Right. You could do anything to anybody, and they may or may not get, it's like Carlin's bit about, I don't pray to God, I, play, I pray to J- Joe Pesci. And, and I figured out that since I've been praying to Joe Pesci, I get what I want about half the time. Right. <laughs> so you could actually say Joe Pesci Is makes God. your dreams come true half of the time. But re- in reality, you just happen to get half. Well, you, you assume so. Okay, so anyway, my, this is the way I look at it. Human beings have, have this fixation about labeling and fixing problems and categorizing. And we're also extremely curious, and which is a great part of us. Um, 
And, you know, so we, uh, we observe women feeling horrible and then bleeding and then feeling better. And then so we, we take that and, and apply it to headaches and nausea and, and whatever else, diarrhea, whatever else you've got. Well, let's let some blood out. And sometimes it did actually seem to work because the patient had diarrhea and then now they no longer have diarrhea after I took out half a pint of blood, <laughs> you know. So right. and we just kept doing it. Why? Because we didn't have a, a we're, first of all, we are not going to admit that we don't know. We are, that's one thing humans are not going to do. We're not going to say we do not know. We're always going to say we know. Some of us are going to say man, made, man you know, contributed to global warming. Some of us are going to say the global warming doesn't exist. And some of us are going to say it's secular and it comes back throughout the ages. But nobody is saying we don't know. We're just dumb monkeys. What do we know? You know, human beings don't admit that. So you're either going to bleed someone out or you're going to do some other weird shit because we haven't cured these things. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It, but until, until we find a cure for cancer, then we are going to do chemo. And we are going to do, we're not just going to say, we don't, we're not going to look at a patient and go, bah. Well, even when you do find a cure for cancer, you're going to have to fight against the people who make an entire living and their orthodoxy is chemo. Right. Yeah. Now you are going to have. They're going to push it's back. It's like the guy that. It's like the guy that. They're that, the blood letters. Yeah. It's like this guy that I can't remember his name. I wish I could. Uh, that basically discovered that this doesn't work. There's no. There's not four humors in your body. There's not levels of. You know. It's not gas and oil like you're in your car. You know. Right. And he discovered that, and then he had to leave the country. He, you what know. you went? What what time frame was that in? Uh, I don't know. Let me try to look it up. Okay. I, I want to make a quick disclaimer. Chemo obviously is, works for a lot of things, and that's why doctors use it. But I, I'm just saying it overall, it is barbaric. And bloodletting worked for some things. That's the reason they brought back medical leeches. Right. Absolutely. So it, it wasn't work. It wasn't quack. And chemo you know? does work. It isn't quackery all the time. Right. But sometimes it is. And at some point, it's going to be somebody's going to see it as completely barbaric because they're going to be able to take a pill or something. Or how much did you pay for some this? kind of DNA thing? You know, I've had that for so long. I don't remember how much I paid, but I do remember that. Was it the only one there? It's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never seen another box like that. I've seen those those cups. Right. Um, There's some nice craftsmanship there. It's yeah, gorgeous. This I mean, is, somebody this put is, some work into that. This is kind of cool, man. It was probably pricey when whoever bought it. The doctor that bought it. That's I can't kid. believe I mean, none of the glass is cracked. It's yeah. all here. That little that that little that box knife thing is 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 very unique and cool. And I don't know, man. This is this is kind of a neat little find. It's a. I'm glad you like it. I I really like that little. It's a it's a gorgeous little box with a clasp on it, and you. The clasp all is those broken. Little, yeah, I know. There's no there's no like buckler thing. Get a couple bucks off because the clasp is broken. <laughs> yeah, the wood's kind of coming. But if the clasp is broken, ain't nobody going to want this. It says here bloodletting slowly began to lose favor during the 19th century after French physician Dr. Lewis conducted an experiment in which he studied the effect of bloodletting on pneumonia patients. So I guess it, it began to decline in popularity during the 19th century. But right. they were still doing it for a long you know. Yeah, I don't remember, but I the guy that is has this junk shop with the where his whole family for going back generations, you know. That's neat. Yeah, it was and he's got some amazing stuff in there. Oh, and he you know, it's not cheap. 
You know what I mean? It's not cheap stuff. And I go in there whenever I'm driving through there. And sometimes he's there, sometimes he isn't. But, you know, I've been working on getting that monkey skeleton for, geez, 15 years. Oh, yeah? I can't pry that thing away from him, you know? So is, your, is it in your top 20 junk? If you had to make like a like a, like a Stuart Huff's top 20 junk shops in the country, would it make that top 20? That Just that part of it. The rest of that house is not that spectacular. But you go down... You know, there. I mean, there's there are some weird stuff. Like there's a there's a oh, what's the name of that town in Indiana? I can't. I've done Evansville. Uh, no, it's North Marion. Indiana. God, I can't remember it. Anyway, it's a very small town. They have a junk shop there that you walk into it. You could just the first floor, just pass it. <laughs> you know, just go directly to the back of the building, walk down the stairs, and there is a person down there who who has mid century modern couches and lamps and tables and uh, just fantastic stuff that is just clearly they just don't want it they're it's cheap oh yeah and it's so great i've bought so much stuff there you know they what they do is they buy out houses oh they go to so, estate sales they buy the whole place they're going to tear down a house and they'll go i'll give you 200 bucks for everything in there you know right and i don't know why but th- that seems to be the spot where they dump all their seven sixties 60s and 70s you know, like olive green, you know, <laughs> telephones and all that, all those beautiful 70s colors, those browns and oranges uh, and, right. you know. So if we were, to, like, if somebody was to come to you and say, hey, let's let's do this crazy junk thing as a show, and what we'll do is we'll give you a U-Haul and whatever, $5,000 to go buy, to go fill it, Did you, could you come up, would you have five ten places in mind right away that you're like okay i'm going here 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 you know what i'm saying would you yeah could you fill up a could you fill up a little a little u-haul oh yeah i i could yeah i mean how much time do i have i got <laughs> what, what kind of time period are you we're shooting a season let's say we're shooting a season oh god you know i could fill up a U, i could fill up a u-haul in 48 hours but i you, mean not but, of not of not of stuff that anybody else cared about but me Right. Stuff I cared about. But you could fill if it up I in 48 had, hours. That that seems like that'd be two junk shops, three junk shops, because you have to drive to them now. A U-Haul? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not even going bigger? Like, I don't... But the U-Hauls <laughs> are pretty big, aren't they? Not big enough. If, yeah. if I had unlimited money, if you gave me... No, we're on a budget. This is a small... Uh, what? Already, you can't put on a budget? I'm, I'm making a hypothetical dream scenario, which, which, <laughs> which is on a low budget. But if you, this is a dream scenario, why are you restricting my budget? I don't understand. <laughs> if we're dreaming, come on. Right. Yeah. Sounds you, restricting your dreams. I don't understand. Dream big, boy. Dream big. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you this. I was in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Lowell and his wonderful family came out to the shows in Dayton last week, right? Uh, there's a junk shop, and it's between Dayton and, is it, what is that interstate? Is it 70 that runs from, mm-hmm. okay, it's on 70. There's a junk shop over there that I like a lot. It's a little high-priced, okay, but, uh, and I went over there, and uh, let's see what I what I would have bought. They have, um, well, they just got this in new. They have a mass, the, the, um, what do you call it, the thing that was on front of a ship that, you know, the they used to wooden the figurehead. The figurehead. Mm-hmm. They have a figurehead now. It's this. It's theirs is large. It's it's big. You know, and it's this guy coming out. He's got a pirate's hat on. It's a it's a, a car a hand carved wooden figurehead that went on the front of a ship. Right. They have that. They want ten grand for it. You know, if if I didn't have if if it, money was unlimited, 
I would have went, yep, yeah, put that in the U-Haul. So you don't have a you ship, know? though. Would you? Where, would you? <laughs> I don't understand. That, uh, you always do. You always talk <laughs> rational, and but, it irritates me. No, I mean, if but in uh, the in the dream scenario, would you would you use it as like? I could see like that over your front door, maybe like like as people in coming a dream. In the- okay, in a dream scenario. Okay, little giggling at us. Right. In a dream scenario. Okay, first thing I would do is buy an old southern house, like an old plantation house, right? right? With big, gorgeous trees on it. You know what I mean? And a big pillar and a, porch. And a big pillar porch and all that. Right. You know? And there is 19 places I would hang that figurehead. Right. You know, 19. One of them is in the bathroom staring at you while you take a shit. <laughs> what? Absolutely. <laughs> that's a lot of How waste. How fun would that be? But that's a lot of wasted space, though. No, I mean- that's not wasted space when you're too nervous to crap. <laughs> How fun would it be to have a guy just staring at you while you're... <laughs> that's, yes. that's awesome. I picture you know? it'd be fun to turn one into a mailbox, too. Like the, Oh, that'd be great. I'd, now, there you go. Come on. Come on. Now you're on my team. You're not yes. thinking rationally. This is great. <laughs> Stuart Huff's junk house. Oh, that's what and I would do and then you just get by some old house and then you'd go around the country and fill it with fill junk it. if and i make it this unique if i was an ancestor of the winchester family you know and oh. i could just and and i i was the last one stairs I, leading to nowhere yes i went to that house with my family. i love I, that's the kind of crap i would do uh, the winchester awful. house i would do that with junk you know here's one thing i would do if i had unlimited money i would i've always wanted to turn one room into a cave literally Bring artists in and make them make the room into a cave, and then paint cave art all over it. So you, I, you could be you could be in the kitchen and go, God, I'm, the Democrats are frustrating me today. I'm gonna go into the cave, and you could go in there and just relax and be a caveman in there. You have for a while. the only man cave that's actually uh, a, a man cave. ca- caveman yes, cave, a real man cave. Yeah, with because I love those cave drawings, they, right. the paintings LaCroix. they make. They is make, it Lacroix? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. But they, that oh, that documentary. Is there provenance on this figurehead? I, it's ten thousand dollars. So I looked at it. I felt uh, anger. I don't want to see the provenance. I want to know what yeah. ship it came off of. And right. know, that's what makes it valuable. If it's ten thousand dollars, it's got to be off it's of. Out of the off. That's a, a known ship. Yeah, the budget would, for this is that you don't have a budget for that. You got budget for bloodletting crap. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the pocket knife bloodletting. Let me tell you thing. what else I saw in one shop. There's the figurehead, right? And then I walk down a little further, and then I see a gorgeous uh, bar. It's a bar. It's a '70s, you know, where you're going to entertain people, right? But it lit up turquoise color. Nice. It, oh, it was so gorgeous, and I all I really, I mean, you know, I'm. Right now, I happen to be hurting for money for the last twenty-eight years. But right, um, it was they want it was reasonable. I don't remember what it was. It was like eight hundred dollars, which is very reasonable, right? But it's just out of my price range. But this thing, it screamed nineteen seventy-one. You know, that's what right. it looked like. This is like you're having a key party. This is a this key bar. party bar. <laughs> this is you know that's and oh, I was like, God, oh, that's gorgeous. And then in the same building, they had a uh, a hobo frame, which was just, which we're going to do a podcast about hobo because I have some and I love hobo frames. Okay. And they had one of those that was gorgeous and elaborate. And again, it was very reasonable. It was like 700 or 600, 700. Or I bet you could have got it for four from the hobo himself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could have got it for 20 bucks from the hobo. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So just in that one store alone, I could, I could have probably easily have spent in a three or four hours. I could have probably spent, at least fifteen to twenty thousand dollars 
counting the figurehead. Wow. And fill up a U-Haul. So you could fill up multiple U-Hauls. This could be a multi. I'm saying from this could be a multi-season show. If I if I have an unlimited money now, but here's the thing, like something like this bloodletting thing. I've seen one of these cases with the cups and the syringe and the and the and the little cutter thing, mm-hmm. and it's so cool that now I now know how to how it works. That's neat because <laughs> yeah. I was just obsessed with the little Hora 16 blade cutter, and I would go, yeah. you know, and I play, and the cups were neat, but. I don't really care what, how to use it, you know. And now I know that's neat. So I learned some. And you the little... should do a podcast where you get somebody on, like with that's a, that is an expert at whatever you found, and then they are the. That Wait a be... minute, we already do a podcast. Never mind. Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to talk myself out of a gig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to replace we, us? We with will not be invited back. <laughs> what I'm taking from all this is the quality of hoboing has really gone down. There are no ho- oh, modern yeah. hobos aren't creating art. Right? No. What the fuck was that? All of their cardboard signs are unframed. When did hobos become wrong. lazy? <laughs> what the hell's with the work ethic of hobos? Yeah. It's really it's, gone down. It's really gone down. Well, it's huh. a shame. The bloodletting let let it got some of that alcohol out of them. <laughs> Brought their blood alcohol level down to where they can make frames and have to make some good uh, decision making skills. We got to wrap this up, dude. All right, here's what we learned on this episode: uh, don't don't do bloodletting, okay? Don't circumcise. Don't bleach your poison ivy. Don't bore your butts. Don't bleach your butts. Just let your butts be your butts. Don't bleach them. Circumcise if you want. Feral butts. Circum, you know. I don't understand why we have to circumcise. Okay, whatever. Um, what else did we learn? Pleasing to us. Uh, and don't, plus, there's the religious element. Well, sure. You know the covenant with God thing. What else did we do? We learn not what what not to do. Don't. Uh, <laughs> we learned a lot in this episode. Of I've enjoyed this. It's been good. It's I've been enjoyed. a good one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Good luck tonight on your show, man. Thank you. Break a leg. We'll we'll see. Cut a leg tonight. Let some blood out. Yeah. Cut a leg. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, Lowell Ramey, Tom Simmons, Stuart Up. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Who listens to the end? I don't understand. I mean, what's really why am i still talking it's all right uh this is i guess the small print of the podcast is that what it is is that when you pull out the glasses that you have to kind of slide down the nose and read the bottom of the bottle kind of thing uh it was so-called produced by matt holt i don't know what he did but there was something he wants his name on here uh intro music is real greg brown i picked it because I love Greg Brown and I was hoping someone would listen to this podcast and go what was that music I want to find out what that is go listen to Greg Brown outro music was sweet sweet Uh, you know rate and review you know whatever Uh, subscribe to the podcast I think that's a button that you push it's kind of like liking something or you know what annoys me is when I send someone a text and then I get a message back that says so and so liked your text don't do that to me don't do, don't answer my text or answer me, but don't like my, uh, tell a friend about this podcast or don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, and thanks for listening. This has been a Perfecta Podcast Network production. Stuart Huff's Obsessive Curiosities Perfecta Podcast Network production. Say that 11 times and, and try to enjoy life.
find it, making it on my own. Well, my mind is turning, thinking of how I've gone from a heart.